This is Iron Mike Stedman, and I want to thank you for listening to my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. On this episode of DWB, I dive into category design and why it needs to be an integral part of your company's brand strategy. All right, Gunny, take it away. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide no fluff and high impact brand strategy and business coaching for veteran owned businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, founder of Ironbound Media and business coach at the Lions Pride. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Today, we're going to be talking about category design. One of the mistakes a lot of you are making is spending too much time promoting your brand and not enough time creating and evangelizing your own marketing category. So think of this, right? Oftentimes, when you come up with an idea for a business, most people are not thinking about how are you positioning this in the marketplace? And in my episode with Ariel Jackson from First Round Review, we gave you three options. Number one, you can compete in a market with existing demand, taking on what we call the category king. This is someone that owns 76% of market share. Think of like a Google when it comes to search or Fitbit when it comes to wearables or, you know, smartphones when it comes to Apple, right? Competing is not recommended, particularly for a lot of you that are business owners because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of capital. Um, and again, you're trying to dethrone a king. Pretty hard to do. Second option you have is to niche down in an existing category with strong demand. An example would be uh, digital marketing for uh, dental offices in the New Jersey uh, metro, in the New Jersey area or something along those lines, right? So there's already a market with uh, proven demand, okay? You carve out your own niche that you have some kind of tactical advantage with, and then you establish yourself as the number one in number one uh, brand um, in that niche, right? So that's an example of niching down, right? Some people call it modifying. So you're also modifying existing category. And the third option you have is to create a new marketing category altogether. And the interesting thing about this is that when you do this, right, you position yourself for the most upside, right? Because category kings own 76% of market share. That's why when you think of purchasing boxing gloves, the first brand you probably think of is like an Everlast, right? Title is good, but the reality of it is it ain't premium. It's not the first thing that pops in your mind, right? And what ends up happening is because people end up trying to compete and they're not intentional about creating their own uh, category, they end up competing for that bottom 24%, right? So category design was first introduced to me in the book Play Bigger, how pirates, dreamers, and innovators create and dominate markets. If you haven't listened to this book on Audible or read it, go ahead and write some notes down. Make sure you get this book uh, immediately after this podcast. It's going to help uh, make a lot of sense to some of the stuff to that I'm talking about today. It's going to help bring context to a lot of stuff that I'm talking about today. Um, and once I read that book, it was 
eye-opening for me, right? And ever since then, I've become a category designer. So when you think about my book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, that is a category I created. Now, it's a non-obvious insight, right? You assume like Black Veteran Entrepreneur, I know Black Veteran Entrepreneurs, but it wasn't until I framed the problem, i.e., there's not enough business content, particularly targeting Black Veteran Entrepreneurs and the challenges that we face, such as um, lack of access to capital. A lot of us are more socially driven, right? Things like that. Um, so I frame the problem, right? The next thing I do was I claim the category of black veteran entrepreneur. You could literally Google and search Amazon and search all these different things. There was no content specifically targeting black veteran entrepreneurs. And the last thing I did was evangelize the category by creating a book, writing about BVEs um, online, my LinkedIn newsletter and stuff, et cetera. And that's how I rounded out category design, right? Same thing for dog whistle branding, okay? The problem, I was spending a lot of time in different incubator programs, uh, entrepreneurial programs and stuff, et cetera. Found out we were really good at educating veteran entrepreneurs on how to come up with a business idea, create the pitch deck, you know, yada, 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 validate the business. What we weren't good at was teaching us how to um, get to the next level, go to market, literally driving sales, driving um, uh, revenue, right? Defining our categories and stuff, et cetera, right? So frame the problem, right? Lack of real go-to-market education for veteran-owned business owners, okay? I created a new category, which I'm calling dog whistle branding, okay? Because guess what? There's branding out there, right? There's a lot of branding books, but how many branding books and content are specifically for veteran-owned business owners? Not a lot, right? So called it dog whistle branding. And then the last thing I do is I evangelize it with this podcast. I write about it, right? It's on my LinkedIn. I have a whole newsletter dedicated to it. And that's how I am positioning myself in the marketplace as a brand strategist, as a content creator, is the pioneer of what we're calling dog whistle branding. And whether it was BVE or DWB, right, this was all by design. It didn't just magically happen. And so what I want to challenge you to do is to think about how do you create your own category for your business? Now, some of you have already launched, right? So you're in the fight and you're in competition mode. And I want you to get out of competition mode because competing is for suckers. What we want you to do is to force your customers to make a choice, right? So look, they can go to, uh, they can go online, right? And look up all these different business books. But if they're a black veteran entrepreneur, they can either read Jim Collins or they can read Mike Stedman, right? Because I'm forcing them to make a choice. And that's what a good category does, right? You're offering people um, something different, right? I'm having a lot of uh, clients come to me because they're having trouble really clarifying what it is that they do. And one of the challenges a lot of them do is they, they start to, I don't know, just kind of sound like everyone else as opposed to presenting people a new option. And so what you want to do is you want to be very intentional about how you're showing up to the market. And the way you do this is through category design. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, right? Uh, there's an entrepreneur by the name of Haley Marie McClanghill who I actually met through one of my other podcasts, The Transition. She reached out to me and uh, asked to come on the show. And uh, when we were talking, right, she has this brand at the time called Torch by Haley Marie. And what she came up with was, 
body suits for female warriors because you know body suits are a lot of females really love body suits but it's not actually a uniform of the day for active duty uh military and so one day Haley kind of woke up late for work she still had her bodysuit on from the night before. She was like, why can't I just wear this to work? She was frustrated by it. She changed out of her clothes and went to work. But that sparked an idea in her mind of, hey, what would it be like to create bodysuits for uh, women in the military? And so she spun up the brand, torched by Haley Marie, set up her own online uh, e-commerce store and all that. And by the time she got to me, she was actually looking for some advice. And right off the bat, the first thing I told her, I was like, Haley, you need to rethink Torch and you need to create a category. And she'd already had this idea of calling her stuff warrior wear. And I challenged her to think of her category as warrior wear. And so she ended up rebranding and now her company is Torch Warrior Wear. Okay. And what is warrior wear? Warrior wear is apparel for female warriors and first responders okay that's forcing people to make a choice so now i'm that female warrior i'm not i'm that active duty female marine i can go get some athleisure wear right which is a category by lululemon right or i can get some warrior wear which is this category by torch which is specifically targeting that female warrior okay and so you identify the problem what was the problem right the problem was for a lot of female warriors, right? The There's not a lot of, um, I don't know how to say this. Um, they want clothes that they can wear that pay homage to their femininity. Hope I got that word uh, right. A lot of times female warriors are actually wearing men's clothes because the sizes are just, you know, small, medium, and large, right? You know, the basic standard. And so, you know, what happens when you're pregnant? What happens when you're, um, you know, you're, you're, you, you need stuff that's more comfortable, right? You just don't, there's no agency in a lot of the uh, apparel for female warriors. So Haley identified this problem, came up with a torch, warrior wear, okay? So now we got the category, right? And so she's been out there evangelizing this on her social media, right? She's been talking about it on podcasts, right? She's still in the early days. And one of the things that's hard, I, sh I should say this about category design. When you're first starting out, right, you are introducing something that people aren't necessarily um, familiar with, right? So it's one thing when everybody in the world already knows what warrior wear is. It's another thing in the early days when people have no idea, no clue what it is. And so, at during this phase, right, part of the evangelization of it is really focusing on like the functional benefit of what we do or what you do, right? So warrior wear, you know, a fitness apparel for the female warrior, um, tactical apparel for the female warrior, whatever we have, that's the functional um, benefit. And the emotional benefit is how it makes them feel, right? You know, feeling comfortable um, in your own skin while in uniform, et cetera, right? Dog whistle branding, dog whistle branding, right? Uh, marketing and branding specifically for veteran-owned businesses, okay? Functional benefit, so that's the functional benefit. And the emotional benefit would be, you know, attracting your uh, perfect customer, right? Standing out from the crowd and attracting your perfect customer because that's the goal. You want to you attract the right customers, better customers, okay? So, but again, in the early days, right, when we're just starting out with this, you know, it's easy to think you can just jump out there and throw this category on people and expect them to get it. But no, you have to ease them into it. That's why the evangelization part 
um, is so important. Every time I meet a new business owner, right, the first thing I'm thinking in my mind is, what is the category for this brand, right? And a lot of you don't know, right? You throw out generic sayings like health and wellness. Well, guess what? There's like a bazillion health and wellness brands out there. That's why you're setting yourself up for failure, right? You're focused on trying to capture demand, right, instead of creating it. And that's the biggest difference between category design. See, category design, you're actually creating new demand, right? You're creating demand that didn't exist before, right? People have to have a reason to want to search and look for you, right? Now, again, it's a longer play. The easy thing to do is just to try to compete in some existing category because you already know that people are out there searching for, you know, X, Y, and Z. They're already searching for, you know, fitness apparel. They're already searching for workout gyms, okay? What they're not searching for yet is lifespan health, right? Which is a category I helped one of the Alliance Pride cohort members um, come up with, you know, for his company, um, MidStrong, all right? So creating demand takes work, right? And it's a lot different than just jumping on social media, look at me, taking pictures of yourself, right? What you have to do is you actually have to educate people about the problem and challenge them to think about ways of addressing it um, that they haven't thought of before. Now, I want you to hit the I believe button with me here on category design, okay? If you see a category, like in your mind, there's a reason you see it because you're looking at the universe and it's, it's showing you that this is a problem that's out there, right? You're looking, you're reading, you're watching, you're like, hey man, people are actually already spending money on like marketing and branding, right? They're going to conferences, they're doing all this other stuff, right? So I know that there's demand out there. Like you can see, um, you can see the, the, the money moving, right? If that's a thing, right? You can like visually see it, okay? So when you come up with a new category, like I did with Dog Whistle Branding, you're not exactly uh, just coming up with stuff out of pure thin air. You are looking around and, and, and being observant and trying to put something together based off of what you're observing, based off of, of what you're seeing, right? And part of it is a little massaging and rebranding um, existing categories in a new light, in a, like a different way. But you just got to get creative and you got to try. And what you're going to find is when you start to actually um, engage with potential customers, right, it's going to be a different conversation when you start introducing them to your category and how you solve the problem, how you solve their problem. So, you know, we have our value proposition, right, as entrepreneurs, right? What is the problem we're solving for, right? The solution, though, as a category designer is your category. See, your category is what actually helps them solve that problem. Like, I'm out of shape. I need to track my fitness better, right? That's a problem. The solution is a wearable, right? So now I can put the wearable on. I can track my fitness, yada, 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 right? And the company that provides wearables is Fitbit, all right? So going back to the torch example, the problem, right, not a good apparel options for female warriors. The solution is warrior wear, right? At Torch, we're the number one suppliers of warrior wear for female warriors. You see how I did that? And so when you go to your, when you guys are creating your websites, right, you're creating your marketing and sales copy, right? You need to emphasize your category because what that allows you to do is position yourself 
in the minds of your perfect customer and not have them position you themselves. Because if they position you themselves, it might not be what you want it to be. Like whenever I jump on with someone and they're like, oh, we're like an Uber, right? Again, you just, um, you're competing, right? Uber, king of ride sharing, right? Now we got Lyft over here, but that's lazy, okay? What you want to do is you want to create your own category and force people, again, to make a choice, right? Maybe they don't want just ride sharing, you know? Maybe they want like a carpool thing or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But you've got to be intentional about thinking through this and you're gonna have to write it out and you actually might need to write out some different categories you know and it's you're doing a little wordsmithing is really what it comes down to right you're trying to piecemeal um some words that are suggestive right of the problem that you're solving for okay i'm even doing this as i think about another book right right now i'm thinking about writing another book on dog whistle, on dog whistle branding which would allow me to continue evangelizing you know, my education and what I'm teaching here on DWB. But I'm also thinking about a book on uh, scaling better known businesses because there's content out there. You've got uh, scaling up, you've got traction, you've got all these different books, but how many of them are out there for us as veteran owned business owners? And so I've been playing around with this word of like tactical ambition, right? That's example of a category, radical generosity, which I got from my man, Christopher Lockhead, well, I'm going to get on the show to talk about this a little bit more in depth. But you start to wordsmith these words together, you know, um, to articulate your category, right? And it makes it easier to explain. Same thing with warrior wear. Like, didn't necessarily reinvent the, re reinvent the wheel, right? Warrior, okay, and wear. And we put them together to introduce um, this category. And I said this before. This takes a little I believe button. But what's going to happen is... Once you start exploring this idea of category design, you're going to see it everywhere, okay? Um, what's another example, right? Um, we've got CRM, right? Customer Resource Management, okay? Who's the category design? Who's the category king of CRMs? Salesforce, right? They created that. That didn't exist before, okay? My man, Scott Patterson from Tumble, right? You know what his category is? Smart Laundry. Okay. What other brands out there that you can think of when you think of this is why a lot of veteran owned coffee brands don't do well because Black Rifle Coffee has already established themselves as the number one coffee brand for veteran owned for veterans. Right. When you think of veteran owned coffee, you think of uh, Black Rifle Coffee. Now, one of the things that we're doing and I did this with Dope Coffee is remember what I said about niching down? So there's already this demand out there, right? People are happy, vets love coffee, first responders, the community, family and stuff, et cetera. But we noticed this problem that, you know, a lot of the stuff that was coming out of Black Rifle Coffee was, how do I say this? It lacked agency for a lot of black and brown people, particularly those of us as black veterans. And so my man, Mike Lloyd from Dope Coffee Company, right? We started to realize like, hey, what if we stifle, and I'm going to say stifle, damn some of that demand over to Dope Coffee? Now, Mike is still working on refining um, his category, but that's an example of niching down in a market um, with existing demand. But most of the veteran-owned coffee brands I come across, they're not thinking about this. It's almost as if they're just trying to compete with like a black rifle with less funding, right, um, which is not good at all, right? Right. 
So, but you'll see it everywhere. You see this everywhere. I want you to um, look at some of your favorite brands and I want you to think about um, how are they positioning themselves. I want you to think about their category. And then I want you to see how you can apply this to your own business. Now, this is my first time doing a solo episode on category design. I'm probably going to do a take two on this, but um, I'm really working on, I want to do a lot more teaching on this platform. And so this is something that I talk about in my book. I have a whole chapter uh, called Position Yourself or Be Positioned, which is dedicated to category design. And after you listen to this episode, if you haven't bought the book already and just want to see this chapter, shoot me an email at mikeweirironbound.com and I'll see the chapter on uh, category design. Heck, maybe I should jump on here again and just read it so I can help um, bring it into context for a lot of you. But this is a really important concept that you need to understand. Um, and this is not something that you're going to learn just off the cuff, right? Again, there's a book, uh, Play Bigger, that first introduced me to it. Christopher Lockhead, one of the godfathers of category design. He's my friend and mentor. I talk to him all the time. They have a newsletter called Category Pirates, which is absolutely phenomenal. But this is not stuff that they're necessarily teaching in incubators and schoolhouses. This is the kind of stuff you have to learn by either reading that book, subscribing to that newsletter, or just really diving into a lot of the content that I'm pushing out here on uh, Dog Whistle Brandon. I know I need to get out more and start teaching workshops on this thing because I'm telling you, once you learn category design, it's like this light bulb goes off in your head and you start to realize, you know, the problem with your uh, branding and category comes first. That's the thing, right? Like you got to nail the category, right? And we actually spend too much time now. And you see this on social media, man. People are just puking all over social media talking about, I feel like we're in this age of just, we're just content whores. People are just putting out all kind of content, not necessarily really focused on solving specific problems for people, um, not really focused on educating people about the category. It's all about the me, 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 right? I'm a, I want to be a thought leader, you know, so I just take pictures of myself and post, 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 right? That's not what is good. That's not what, that's not what we're going for, right? It's a category designer. Like you're really focused on really just focusing on, being a resource around the category. And when you focus, when you create your own category and you create educational content around the category, by default, people are gonna come to you and your brand because you're gonna be the one that's gonna be the most well-known uh, with the category, just like Dog Whistle Brandon, right? It's funny, I started this, I think I created Dog Whistle Brandon like a year ago, year and a half ago, I started talking about it, but it wasn't until I launched the podcast that you know, I really start to evangelize it and it's caught on at least people in my immediate vicinity. Right. They know of Dog Whistle Brandon. Now I see them using it in phrases. You know, when I'm in the Lions Pride, we talk about Dog Whistle Brandon. But this is a long play. It's not a short play. Um, and I'm challenging you all out there to play the long game. And uh, if you need help, you know, designing your own marketing category, again, reach out to me at MikeWeareIronbound.com. Message me on LinkedIn. And I'm looking forward to getting some more content out there for you all around this subject. So, again, uh, I know this was uh, fast and furious. This is my first time talking about this on this platform. But I am going to revisit it again and uh, hope, hopefully um, continue to accelerate you all and get you to implement it in your own businesses. So uh, until next time, make sure you subscribe to the Dog Whistle Branding newsletter. 
um, in the show notes. Again, if you want the chapter on category design for my book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, just feel free to shoot me an email. Until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we provide no fluff and high impact brand strategy for veteran owned businesses. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders. We serve mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veteran and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. Thank you.